to The Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. And today, co-starring my Barney Five to my Andy Griffith is John Pike. You're not really like Barney hey, Five. you know what? That's okay. I loved Barney Five. He was funny. <laughs> Don Knotts, a great, yep. great uh, character. What was that fish movie he was in? Do you remember that one? He, he played in, he got turned into an animated fish during the movie and stuff. Had had his big lips and everything. I don't know if you remember Yes, that. but I don't remember what it was yeah, called. It was a Disney movie. It was yep. a long, long time ago. Yep, but yep. Uh, Anyway, Mayor John Pike is in the house. Thank you, Mayor, for coming on today. Yeah. I know you were just here last week. We had to rearrange some schedules and stuff. But, right. uh, yeah, good to have you. And I have confirmed that Mayor Jessup from Hilldale will be on next Thursday oh, on Mayor Thursday. That's fantastic. She's amazing. Yeah, very very sharp lady. She was a little concerned because there are some talk shows in town that are a little bit more uh, confrontational than this one. Mm -hmm. And I assured her this is a non-confrontational show. And then, of course, right after that, Dr. Blodgett was on. And we had lots of confrontations (laughs) of people uh, concerning the coronavirus. So uh, what are you going to do, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, you get topics like that. It can kind of fire people up. And we understand that. So we, uh, we've we got callers. We're going to get to them in just a minute. Uh, do you want to uh, kind of introduce the mayor? Uh, John has been mayor for, did we, is it 10 years now? No, this is my seventh year. Seven years, yep. that's right. Yep. Seven years. Yep. I think Kenny Nielsen's 10 years. He is. He's, yeah. he's one term ahead of me, so that's right. Okay. So, uh, and uh, he's been uh, kind of keeping his finger, Mayor Pike here, on the pulse of St. George, and uh, and obviously with coronavirus so heavy on our minds right now, Mayor, what is the pulse of St. George when it comes to that that virus? Well, you know, I, I might make uh, a couple comments quickly. One is, um, uh, I think most of us are aware of of our our neighbors, our the couple, the Jorgensons mm-hmm. from St. George, who were on the cruise ship. That kind of this is where we kind of first all heard about this. Right. And she is, as I understand it, back in town, and um, and I know them both personally. I, I especially know Mark, but um, Mark is not yet back, but he's up in Murray, up at the Intermountain right. Medical Center. Anyway, they. they um, they, you know, I'm, I'm excited she can be home, hope he can be home soon. But I, I saw on the news last night that, that they've been or she's been getting death threats. And I'm going, come on. I don't know what that's about, but, hey, <laughs> you know, yeah. let's chill out. Whoever's, you know, I'm sure those aren't listeners of this show, but let's spread the word to my goodness. Let's be, let's be kind and fair here. She's been cleared you know she is right. she's she's home she's probably uh, in the best shape of any of us to, in, in any of us in terms of being cleared so anyway and I, i'm sure that'll be the case when mark's home so um this is and you've had dr blodgett on who is who i lean to personally mm-hmm. yeah. uh he he is such a uh, an experienced you know um knowledgeable and um, I would say calm voice in these kinds of things. And that's what we will do. We will be working closely with uh, the state and really e- effectively the local, you know, the, the Southwest um, Utah Public Health Department. They're right. fantastic. So our our public information officer, David Cordero, will be working with their public off- information officer, David Heaton. Mm-hmm. As you, we talked about this, I think, last time. Yeah, Dave we? and Dave. Yeah. Dave and Dave. And so they will be working together. They already have, have <clears throat> at least made contact. And, and we've been getting some information and using it at the city and um, um, for our employees. Uh, uh, 
the hospital and other health care givers, they're all over this. And, and, you know, it is, coronavirus has been around for a long time. This is just, it's a new strain. Right. And we don't know everything about it. And that's frustrating for those of us, maybe for all of us, but especially those of us not, you know, that are not in the uh, healthcare field exactly, that aren't clinicians. But that's how things work. There's new strains, and, and we got to kind of deal with that and figure it out. And, and uh, these are uh, learning organizations such as, you know, the University of Utah uh, Healthcare uh, system and Intermountain Healthcare and and um, uh, Mountain Star Healthcare and all the different physicians and clinics around the state, they're going to be on this. They are on this, uh, but there's really there's no need to panic. The most important thing at this point is to wash our hands and to do those things that we would do to avoid getting the flu. We've, right. right, and we've really we've been through this kind of thing before, right? Even a few years ago with H one N one and SARS and right? swine flu yeah. and bird flu. And, yep. Yeah. So this happens, and I'm not minimizing it at all. But we just need to do the the smart things that we've always been taught, and that I, that I know Doctor Blodgett mentioned when he was on. Well, and one thing that he stayed a bit after the show was over and, and chatted mm-hmm. with me, and and uh, and one of the callers said, well. You know, there's probably way more people that have it than we even realize. And, and he was kind of like, you're, you're making my point for me in that uh, 90-something percent of the cases of people that get it don't even necessarily know they have it. They might have a little tickle in their throat or, right. or a hard time maybe climbing the stairs, you know, breathing, or, or maybe they have a little bit of a fever. He says, yeah, you know what? It's probably, it's probably gone a, a lot further, more invasive around the world than we realize. But the problem is it's not that serious most of the time. Right. Especially if there's not a, another underlying health issue. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I think that's right. And you hit on it, as, as did he, if there's not another underlying health issue. That's where it's more concern. And it seems to be not as much of an issue for children. You know, these are some of the things we know. So. Anyway, we'll move forward. We'll be careful. It just mm-hmm. makes sense to use the precautions that we would use for any of these other uh, types of illnesses, respiratory, flus, you know, these kinds of things. So. Now, Mayor, do you, as we look to our president, and I made a statement before President uh, Trump had his, had his uh, press conference. I said I, it would be nice if the president would, at the very least, hold a press conference, reassure people that, that yes. they're working on it and everything's fine. And that's actually exactly what he did. Are you satisfied with what, how the president has reacted in this situation? Um, yes, and especially in that he has assigned Vice President Pence mm-hmm. to kind of coordinate it. And when I watched his press conference on Monday, I watched it. Who was he next to? All the clinicians. Mm-hmm. He had physicians there that knew the issues. And what Vice President Pence is doing is he's really kind of coordinating or uh, he's kind of the PIO, you know, as we just said, for, yeah. for the, the uh, administration. I think those are good things. Yeah. Surround sure. yourself with the people that are the experts. And, and then, you know, um, whoever's going to be the spokesperson, as Vice President Pence is, yeah. fine. But have those people. And he did. He called on them. And that yeah. was good. Smart know? people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, do you have something you want to talk about first, or should we go to the phone I, lines? Oh, let's go to the phones. All yeah. right. We've got three people on hold right now. Again, the phone number is 673-5890. Would love to hear from you on Mayor Thursday with Mayor John Pike. We'll start with Seth. Morning, Seth. How are you? Yes. Um, let's talk about Corona, and let's talk about hoarding and the stores in St. George, Utah. Crazy, huh? Smith. Your family matters. 
uh, are the ones that I know, and other grocery stores and Costco last Friday had a run on water. They couldn't keep water on the shelf, and most of the day, water was not available because the first people in the store bought water, dried beans, uh, pasta, pasta sauce, nuts, and uh, toilet paper, uh, paper towels, the hand sanitizer. I'm hearing a report that hand sanitizer in some places, a uh, couple free bucks, I don't know exactly the price, is now 40 hmm. Now, I'm wondering what the city and the mayor, um, if they have any way of suggesting that there be a limit on the number of these items that a person can remove from the store. I understand, of course, that they are private corporations, and uh, but I do think that maybe government might have some impact in the fact that... Um, People are going crazy. Well, I, I mean, it's <laughs> panic, Phil, and, yeah. and I talked to the managers of... Um, Smith and, and uh, uh, Costco, and I called Your Family Matters, and of course, they're delighted to have sold a sure. great deal of sure. their items uh, and, uh, and the like, but the important thing is that uh, people don't wait until their store is empty before you decide to prepare. And I'm just wondering if, if there's anything, your personal opinion, and uh, what the city could do, if anything, to sort of tamp down the panic other than what you just said and what Dr. Blodgett and what is being broadcast on this radio station. Okay. What do you think, Mayor? I think you just hit on it, Seth. I think we'll continue to say what we just said. And, you know, uh, people, this is going to calm down in terms of uh, the runs on the stores, if you will. Uh, mm -hmm. I noticed Walmart, uh, I think it was the night before last, they actually closed for a few hours. Really? I didn't so know that. So they could restock because they were so empty. No kidding. And, and I said to my wife, is that real? Did that really happen? Huh. And she said, yes, because because my friend in the neighborhood was there when that happened. And so I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll go with that. But, but anyway, the point is, yes, there are a lot of people buying uh, those things that they think they're going to need. And, and, you know, to some extent, fine. Like you indicated, Seth, that's kind of the marketplace. We'll let people do what they're going to do. But I think it is important for us as government and government agencies such as the health department to come out with frequently with information that is accurate, that is helpful, that will help people be able to do you know the the meaningful things beyond that is there anything else uh, you could do not not that i know of yeah. i mean you know i i don't think uh, shy of you know having the governor for example s step in and declare martial law or something yeah we don't want that i don't want that and no. so i don't i there's nothing i know of and so certainly we get our authority from the state so that would be who i would talk to first as i'd go to the state if we had concerns you know right now frankly i'm not too concerned with that it, it this too will will deal with itself they'll get more supplies as long as they're available elsewhere but i think uh it 
this will this will calm down in my opinion and if it doesn't hey you know then we might have to step in and just be a little bit more strong in our uh, you know advisories but i don't see us saying we're going to limit how much uh, toilet paper you can buy and limit how much hand sanitizer hand, hand sanitizer you can buy and how much water i will say this don't worry about the water too much folks because our water supply is not threatened by this as my dad would say, simmer down. Yes. Just simmer down. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if that's really a word, but uh, that's yeah. what he would say. Caller, you're on with Andy with Mayor Pike. How are you this morning? Hey, I'm doing good. I I was the one that called in right at the end of the show with the doctor yesterday. Uh-huh. And my point was the when the virus was first discovered in China and, you know, before everybody you know, got in a panic and everything and didn't even know about it, there had to have been thousands of people, you know, visiting that area in and out and coming back to, you know, wherever they live. Sure. And a lot of them were probably Chinese that have family there, you know, and it might, you know, hit the Chinese community first a little harder it's not, you know, racist anyway, but, you know, that's a lot of people. That's why they were in China, was to see their family come back. But I think, you know, people have been coming back from there since, what, the end of November, mid-December, whenever this started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, Before we even really and, knew much. Right. And the one thing was all the people in... Oregon or Washington, the old folks' home that mm-hmm. had like six deaths. I would be looking at, you know, something out of the ordinary like that to see, you know, where the coronavirus is in America now. And, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's been here for quite a while, and pe- people are just, you know, panicking because they don't know. And I think, you know, how many deaths or just well that was just a flu but actually it was the coronavirus that had you know the same symptoms hmm. you know unless they really test for it so you know people have been here for months i think with it and not even knowing that it's corona nobody had any idea yeah and it is you know just well it's just the flu and now that they're testing for it, they're going to find out there's a lot of people with it. Yeah, I think so, you're right there. Yeah. Yeah, it could easily be. You know, I, I think the main thing is, again, take the precautions that you can and that you would in any serious flu season. And we have those occasionally. But, you know, if you go to health utah.gov you'll find several different things on there and you know they give you a nice list very doable list of things to do to help avoid the spread of the disease you know such as avoiding non-essential travel to china they just first and foremost yeah they said that and then avoid travel and contact with other people if you are sick you know let's mm-hmm. and of course that means stay home from work Stay home from school. If you're sick, if you're don't sick. go to There's a lot of pressure in a lot That's of jobs, right. this one included, you know, that uh, yeah. if I'm sick, i got to come to work, and yeah. uh, it's a bad idea. Yeah, I know. That's the tough thing. For me, too, I, I agree. Uh, cover your mouth and nose with a tissue or your sleeve. 
not your hands hmm. uh, when coughing or sneezing. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, we've heard that. These, yeah. are, these are things we mostly Basics, know. But yeah. Wash hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Uh, use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer if soap and water are not available. And then avoid contact with sick, sick people. Those are the basics right there. So anyway, health.utah.gov has some good information on it. We'll be sharing these links on our Facebook page. Awesome. And so we'll, we'll, we'll be doing that. I know the health department will be if they haven't already. And we'll be having more freestanding um, uh, hand sanitizing stations at our city facilities. Oh, cool. So we've already purchased those, so they, it'll be, they'll be showing up. And if you go to the store, every, you know, you, you, that, those carts, a lot of germs on the yes. carts. Grab the, every store I go to has those hand sanitation wipes. wipe things yep. at, the, at the beginning. Wipe the cart down, wipe your hands down, and you're or, good to go. Or bring your own. And yeah. some people have says those, uh, said those things don't help. Well, they do help. They, they, do. they, they can help. The They're best, not as good as washing that's hands. That's correct. I was just going to say that. <laughs> you're on it. With Dr. Blodgett, that's yeah. that's what he says, too. So, Let me ask you a question, yeah. Mayor. Uh, suppose there's an outbreak. In, okay, right now St. George Airport goes to uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, Phoenix, Los Angeles, Denver, and Salt Lake. Correct. Suppose there's an outbreak in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, what would be the protocol? When would there be and who would make a decision if we thought, okay, we're not, not going to let Dallas flights come in here anymore? Yeah, that's a really good question. I and there's not, by the way, I don't want to panic anybody. There's not. There's not. I, this yeah. is just a what if. Yeah, we're we're just hypothetical here. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's where we'd have to uh, look to the state health department um, and, of course, the CDC nationally. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure those are the ones that would start with that, and then that would filter down to the FAA. Uh, I don't know that... Um, uh, we've experienced anything quite like that before, so I haven't seen it or studied it. But I do know the state is on this. They've even had former Governor Mike Levitt involved. They uh, had a good guy, yeah, senior city guy. Yeah. yeah, and he understands health and human services. Uh, human services, yes, from the federal government side, and he's um, he's got his own health care consulting company now. So anyway, I think we'd be looking to those folks first, the state, for that kind of guidance. Okay, let's go back to the phone lines. Caller, you're on with Andy with Mayor Pike. How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. First, Mr. Whippet was Don Knotts in that movie. That there you go. That's oh, it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Second, I was trying to listen last week on the water park, and I missed it. And then the third is on this coronavirus, I think it's been over-sensationalized. Yeah. You know, not by this radio because, you know, you're pretty to the point. Don't panic. Yeah. But uh, I was at the Walmart also, and, yeah, they, they did close. Okay. That is, that is There's crazy. a second witness. And, <laughs> and, that, and that's, that's all I had, mainly the Mr. Whippet. But, um, <laughs> now, did, you, now, did, the, you, did you Google that, or did you remember that? No, that was one of my favorite shows. Oh, okay. Awesome. Now I'm going to have to go watch I, it again. I I have it on VHS. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, yeah. All right. Thanks for the call. And Appreciate I'll talk it. about the water park. He, he brought that up as well. Yeah. So I think we talked about this last week. Um, I have heard yet from another uh, source the, the, during the last week that, um, as I said before, they've, 
they've secured another, I'm just going to say, basket or bucket of financing so that they can proceed um, and uh, with their next phase. Uh, And they should be doing that here within the next few weeks. That is the update that I got last Friday when I was talking to someone. So we expect some activity and something to happen soon. Yep, and you and I will be watching, you especially, because you'll drive by it. I live, yeah, right over there. I I hope so, but, you know, what I... um, was hoping was that they could get this thing done so they could be open this summer. Mm-hmm. I can't quite imagine that at this point. I think it would take a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, we'll keep watching. It is a obviously this is I've told many people, most people understand it. This is not a city sponsored project. This is a a, a separate private, company. Yeah. It's a private company and investors. And hey, sometimes those things do, you know, take twists and turns and, and as they're trying to raise money, this is an expensive venture. It's why, frankly, it hasn't been done before now because mm-hmm. it's not easy stuff to to do this and to get together the money for something that's kind of just just maybe able to pay for itself you know and that's yeah. what, they're, they're not in this uh for fun that it will be fun but they're in it to make a few bucks sure so private enterprise yeah yep. they should be yep I, I can tell you this you might see the occasional andy griffin there but you will Quite often, maybe even on a daily basis, see Andy's wife at that water park. She loves that kind That's of awesome. stuff. So good. I look forward to that. All right. Let's, uh, we got time for another call or two before our uh, weather break. Uh, caller, you're on with Andy with Mayor Pike. How are you? Well, how's everybody doing today? Doing great. Thanks great. for the call. Yep. Everybody drinking their whiskey and beer? <laughs> no. That's, we're sticking with bottled water yes, for now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I, and that's what I want to talk about, bottled water. Um, I hear this first guy that calls every morning. Uh, I was at Costco uh, Tuesday uh-huh. about 2 o'clock. They had all the water anybody could want. I've been to a couple of Lynn stores. They've got water. Hmm. I, I would be a little careful with this guy. We call him Mr. Wilson. I think he likes to spread rumors. Mm. And uh, I don't think we need guys like him right now. Uh, I notice you've been shutting him off pretty quick in the morning, and I think you have to learn to do it about twice as fast. All right. Well, I'm, I'm getting better he's at a, it. He, he's a scaremonger is what he is. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, well hey, thanks so much. Thanks well, for thanks. the comment. And, Appreciate and, it. And I will say, you know, again, for the most part, um, I think the stocks are being replenished really quickly because big rally yesterday yeah yeah that's right um and the stores are also being replenished quickly because my wife was able to go buy among other things and again just regular stuff not stocking up she bought a case of bottled water you nice know? so it's right. it's there. she wasn't panicking she wasn't panicking oh, okay. uh, she in fact she didn't even buy any uh, hand sanitizer <laughs> we already have some of that and you know anyway and there was toilet paper, she told me. There was toilet paper there. So I, I can tell you this. So uh, we, we're we part of uh, the, the business membership for, for the box store here in town, yes. Costco. And every year we get a rebate check right about around this time of year. And we allow ourselves with our rebate check, because it's kind of playing with house money kind of thing, to go and, you know, you know how you go to Costco and you're like, I want to get that. Oh, man, that's that's 29 bucks or whatever. I yeah. can't. I can't. We allow ourselves to get one or two things that we would not normally buy. When we get that rebate check, and we did that the other day, and and it was kind of cool. Yeah, that's good. So, and that's a good way to do it. And you know, again, I think if we're regularly, you know, um, shopping, and you know, 
from here, here, here and there, we say, well, let's buy a case of toilet paper. Let's buy a case of tuna fish. I think that's the way to do this. Exactly. You know, exactly. instead of doing it all at once when you're in a panic. Yeah, so. good point. Let's, uh, let's take one more call before we go to weather. Caller, you're on with Andy with Mayor Pike. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Morning. You know, I'd like to touch on uh, two points. The first one is, and I've heard the word panic mentioned at least six, seven times on the show this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get out and about in the city all the time. I'm in all the stores regularly. I don't see anybody panicking. What I see is okay. reasonable people acting quite reasonable. A panic to me would be at Costco. You got people fighting each other, knocking down, pushing carts away to grab the last few crumbs. Mm, yeah. people, people are not panicking. I see people acting quite reasonable. We've got a pandemic, which, you know, that's, I don't think anybody could argue that anymore. There's a pandemic, which means we have a worldwide virus. And I tend to look at people's actions rather than at what they say. So let's just look at China. If China would have taken the same approach that we're taking here, there would have been millions of people that would have gotten the virus, and, and there would have been tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people dead by now. The reason why it's not passing through China is because they closed. They shut down their factories. They, they locked people in their apartments. That's what you call, uh, you know, a massive control of trying to keep this virus down. Now, that's what China did. But, see, everybody else is saying, oh, it's no big deal. Well, if China would have done what we're doing, Maybe it would have been a bigger deal. And by the way, the flights, you know, we keep focusing on China, South Korea, Thailand, Italy. All of these countries are having massive outbreaks of a virus. And those flights are still coming to America every single day. They, they meet a connecting flight at one of the international hubs, and they're flying all over the country. Now, I'm not saying we should be panicked. I'm not saying we should be unduly concerned at this point. But what I am saying is I see people acting quite reasonable. If we have to self-quarantine ourselves and mass quarantine, you're going to need a few vittles on the uh, shelf to get you through that. And so I think we just need to talk about this honestly and and with some kind of uh, perspective. People that are going to Costco and getting a few extra uh, goods, that's not a panic. Panic is is the closest I've seen is on uh, these... uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving, yeah, you know, Black, Black Friday, Fridays. Where yeah, people, yeah that, that's what comes to mind. I haven't seen any of that. And by the way, all of the grocery stores still have plenty of stuff because they're going to continue to be restocked. But let's quit calling people acting rationally and reasonably as if they're panicking because they're not. All right. Well said. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Although I will say death threats to uh, the Jorgensons might be a sign of someone panicking. Yeah. A little, let's little over don't, the top let's there don't do that. Sure. But, but yeah, good point. And uh, I, I don't think we do have, uh, certainly we don't have mass hysteria going on out there. No. And that's good. The, the one thing I will say about that and, and the reason I think that uh, maybe uh, some of the leaders of, of the community and of the country have, have gone, have swung so far the one way is because, if you do say something that's going to upset people, there are people out there that will will panic. There are people out there that will go overboard. And so I think the effort is made by our leaders to make sure that doesn't happen or right. to try to make sure that doesn't happen. Right. You, you know that, yep, right? Yep, that's yeah. exactly right. So. Welcome back. Andy here and John, or it's Andy Griffin and Mayor John Pike. There you go. 
And uh, we have someone that stayed on hold all the way through the break, so we're going to go right to them on What's the phone. Caller, you're on with Andy with Mayor Pike. How are you? Hello. I'm, I'm pretty good. Thank I, you for I calling. I just wanted to respond to uh, – you're welcome. Um, I wanted to respond, respond to the conversation that I'm hearing. I am one of those high-risk people that um, – Ooh, yeah. Uh, and, and, so, and so I have to be careful. But I have to go into the – Instacare every or, or to the lab uh, every three weeks and get my blood drawn, of which I did Saturday. Well, this is um, there were no masks in any of those stands, and there's about five of them. There's wow. one on each door when you come in, and it says something to the effect of if you have a cough or whatever, put on a mask. There were none, none there, hmm. and so you know, I, anybody that was in that room that might have had a cough that would have had a ma- should have had a mask on didn't because they were all gone and i asked the nurse there and she said oh yeah she said people are stealing them by the bucks holes we wow. can't you know we're can't keep them out, out. Mm. so anyway i just wanted to respond to the to you know everything's okay well for me that day it really wasn't okay no so well i don't think everyone's um, saying it's okay but but i do think there's got to be measured response and you've just pointed out part of that don't be stealing boxes yeah. of masks <laughs> or san hand sanitizer yeah you're you're exactly right there are high risk people and uh and we need to be you know thoughtful of that thank you for the call thank you i thought i'd come in there yeah thank Appreciate you that. i also i want to clarify too that i read the um I read a, a news article that talked about the threats received by uh, uh, Mrs. Jorgensen. They're not death threats, but they're they were threatening harm. I believe the word verbiage was "or else." Yeah, which could mean anything. Yeah, right? and so I, I don't want to also I don't want to over inflate that. But but yeah, you know, let's certainly I can imagine she and her husband when he gets to come home. I'm sure they're going to be careful just because gosh they've been through quite an experience here. But, yeah, let's don't overreact uh, uh, in terms of to them, of all people. They've just been through something here. Let's, you know what? Uh, let's it, be kind. And, and I mean, I'll put my money where my mouth If Jerry Jorgensen wants to come in the studio and have an interview with, with us on the air, I gladly have her. Me I'm too. not afraid. I'm not going to kiss her on the mouth. Right. Right. But, uh, but you know, she probably doesn't want me to either, so <laughs> my mustache would tickle her. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, I think people, uh, some people especially over, and if you have, maybe if you have a high-risk uh, situation in your family or something, I could see why you would be a little bit fearful, but yep. to, to threaten people is just Yeah, we don't silly. need to do that, but, but I agree with this previous caller. There are people that need to be very careful, you know, mm-hmm. and so they should, and I hope they will be. And, and you know, it's like, I mean, I know people uh, close to me uh, who've just recently had, uh, for example, a bone marrow transplant. They're going to have to be very careful. Highly susceptible yeah. to germs, yeah. And, uh, in fact, uh, well, I, I just won't get into it because that's not my place to say, but I know they're being very careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, two people I know uh, in, in, that are very, you know, very much in the public, and, and they've got to be extremely cautious. This will just make them even more so. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Call you're on with Andy with Mayor Pike. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Morning. In, uh, in listening to the conversation this morning and, of course, over the last, uh, you know, five, six weeks about the coronavirus, there's two, there's two aspects of this that has jumped out at me as I've been listening to all this and two okay. differences between this and virtually every other disease that, you know, every other uh, epidemic that's been around, you know, the, the H1N1, the bird flu, the 
you know, the swine, swine flu, flu, all those yeah. other things, right? Mm-hmm. The two major differences that I that I see between those and this, number one, is all of those others never impacted the supply chain like this one has. Mm-hmm. I mean, for for good or bad, right, wrong, or indifferent, whatever, China is now the the manufacturer of almost all the goods sold in the world. Okay, and so this affecting that supply chain of course, is going to have people greatly concerned. I think that's one reason why the roller coaster on, on Wall Street. Okay. The second the second thing that I see that is a, a major difference between those and this is all of those others, and, and to the best of my memory, okay, I haven't looked it up to refresh my memory or anything like that, but to the best of my memory, H1N1, SARS, whatever, never really came here it was always everywhere else coronavirus is here and i think that's that is enough of a difference that is making people granted not panic but go into a little bit of an overdrive if you will Mm -hmm. um because it's you know i'm like like world war one world war two for example It, it was over there right it, it never came here. We were affected by it because of what was going on, but it was never here. And coronavirus is here. And I think that's those are the two biggest differences I see between, like I said, the other uh, epidemics and, and pandemics or whatever and this one. I mean, yes, we realize that this one is not nearly as severe as, as like the flu, for example. You know, flu kills you know, 80,000 people a year, and and you know, comparatively, this one is pretty benign. But right. I think it's that it's this is in our backyard. This is in our neighborhood. This is now, you know, my neighbor. Like you know, like Mayor Pike, like you said, my neighbor has it. <laughs> you know, or, or or tested for it, mm-hmm. and, and I think that is one of the biggest differences that I see between this one and everything else. Certainly brings it home, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and thank you. I, I think, you know, I'm not sure if it is here, but it's in our state, at least someone that tested positive, right? Mm-hmm. And it will be. I mean, I think we, we need to be honest. It will be. It's, I just can't imagine that it won't be. And so we need to prepare for it. Um, and and I think, you know, it, it's natural. You know, I'm not really down on people who are out trying to buy stuff up because this is a natural response to get prepared. And one of our callers said that. I, I think, um, you know, we're right to be cautious. We're right to take uh, preventive measures. Uh, and at this point... I think that's the right thing to do, you know, and, the, and we're hmm. right to listen to the experts also who are, who are telling us, you know, what to do and, and maybe what not to, to worry about quite as much. So. You know, and, and we look to leadership and I, I put it on your shoulder, Mayor, we, yep. we look to leadership in situations like this. Suppose it does arrive in St. George. Yep. Suppose there's an outbreak and uh, 300 people in St. George have it. A couple of them die. What then falls onto your shoulders on on what to do as mayor of St. George? Well, I think that's where, and again, there are these, I I would call them protocols that are being, you know, developed um, at the state level, at least, that that's where things might start to kick in in terms of, you know, um, public events, 
church attendance, mm. you know, uh, indoor ab- events especially. Those things could kick in if it got, you know, really serious in terms of uh, trying to control the spread of it. And so there, there are those things that are, have been in place. They're kind of, in a sense, dusting off the, the you know, the books the, from the, they've been on the shelves. These, these plans are in place, mm. and now it's just saying, okay, uh, let's reacquaint ourselves with these, and these are the health experts I'm talking about. And so there, there could be, you know, these are why, this is why at the uh, event on Monday up at the Capitol, churches were there, governments uh, were represented at all levels, um, health departments, physicians, healthcare institutions, they were all there. Uh, and I think in a large measure to reassure us that uh, they are on this and there will be, you know, uh, uh, measures taken if need be. And right now, here's what we need to do. If things need to go further, they will. Hmm. Yeah, well but, said. Yeah, but no reason, in my opinion, no reason to go there now. But as you said, we should pay attention. You know, we should pay attention to our leaders who are tasked with letting us know the things that maybe we don't hear. In the day of the Internet and everything, we're going to see and read a lot really right, quickly. Right. So. But it's always nice to have a, 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 a an authority figure reassure right. us that That's every right. little thing is going yep. to be okay. And it will be. All right. Uh, we've got to get a commercial break in. want to mention Joe Shoney. He's a local loan consultant. His specialty is customer service. How do I know that? Well, check him out online. He has 308 reviews now. Seems like there's a three or four almost every day. And uh, he averages... Out of five stars, 4.92 stars, including this one from Catherine. She gave it five stars. Said, Joe Shoney always takes good care of my clients. He gets the job done A+. This is Michelle. Michelle said, Joe and his team are professionals. Communication was outstanding throughout the entire process. Buying a home is stressful even to those of us who have plenty of experience. Joe and his team made the process seem easy. We received emails letting us know all along the way. Another five-star review online for Joe Shoney. Give him a call today. He'll take care of you. 435-590-6300 or email him joe.shoney, S-C-H-O-N-E-Y, joe.shoney at nafinc.com. On with the mayor. It's the Andy Griffin Show. We'll be right back. Through the magic of YouTube, we managed to pull together a scene here from the incredible Mr. Limpet. Don Knox. It must be wonderful down there in your world. (laughs) Not a 4F in the bunch. Come along, Henry. He's about to wish he's a fish, I think. I was hoping it would move a little quicker than this, though. Come on, Don. (laughs) Uh-oh, don't do it, Don. Yeah, he just, he just leaned over the water. I wait a million years to go back again. More than anything, I wish I could be one of you. Oh, here he goes. Right now. Right now. I wish. I wish I were a fish. How did he say that with a straight face, Andy? <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna turn that down. <laughs> we, we, we'll have it on in the background, but uh, yeah, that was a Don Knotts, the Incredible Mr. Limpet. There we go. Movie from I, I think it said '64. Yeah, 1964. He does look pretty young. I thought it came out when I was a little kid, but I was not born till '66. I was born in '65, so so it was right before yep. we were born. Yep. So. Incredible. Oh, I think he fell in. <laughs> and he's gonna grow gills. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so uh, anyway. He's had in the water now, Andy. 
Thank you, folks, for uh, joining the program today. We've got about uh, five or six minutes left. If you'd like to call in and talk to the mayor, 673-5890 is the phone number. We're, we're going to try to pay attention and not watch the incredible Mr. Limpet during, during the show. <laughs> there you go. Don Knotts has turned into a fish, folks. Uh, before, after that, though, then he was, uh, or maybe it was at the same time, he was on the Andy Griffith show as, as a Barney Fife. Yep. So, uh. Quite an amazing guy. Great character actor. Yeah, uh, was uh, was Don Knotts. He was not. If I, I saw, I remember seeing him on on Carson once, and he was not. You know, he didn't have the high pitched voice. He was not a goofball. He was not yeah. clumsy. He was he was just a regular guy. Yeah, who happened to look kind of goofy and clumsy, and, and he, he could certainly play the the part, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which he did. But yeah, smart guy, good guy. So. Great actor. All right, Mayor uh, Mayor Pike and Andy here with you. Uh, we'll uh, put the uh, old cinema behind us and go back to the phone lines. Caller, you're on with Andy with Mayor Pike. How are you? Hi, Andy and Mayor. Hey, I'm just wondering what's happening down in the river by 1450 South with a big pile of dirt. 14, okay. Um, it's a long... You know what? I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but it's to do with uh, along the uh, protection of the river along there. I think uh, they've recently been working on a new trail. The city has been, and that is largely finished now. And my understanding is there's just a little bit of uh, protection going on um, as, as they're in there with some of the the, um, the dirt. I'm not sure, honestly. I think that's um, I think that's private. That most of that property is privately owned. So uh, beyond that, there's there's no like um, there's no development happening there at this point. It's just some grading and I think some protection along the uh, the new path that's just gone in. They've got piles of dirt that are thirty feet high. Right. Wow. Coming right. out of that river. That's right. Huh. And Boy. we do okay. that. We do that periodically, uh, and so I, you know, in various parts of the river, they can only work inside the river at certain times of the year because of the mating seasons and spawning seasons of the birds and the fish, respectively. Really, <laughs> and I did so not know that. I, I believe that's what's going on. Is there's just a little bit of uh, flood control and erosion control protection going on right along there between the springs and the summit. Uh, you know, but on the spring side of the 1450 South, but there's no, but there's no actual development going in there right now. It's just, it's just, but I've seen it too. I was just there the other day. Um, So it's to do with the erosion control river protection, river bank protection. Thank you. You Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll go to the next phone line here in just a second. I did want to mention though, Mayor, a 30-foot-high pile of dirt to 12-year-old Andy, Oh, the possibilities were endless. That's true. Now, the 54-year-old Andy says, I don't want anything to do with that. I know. But, I'll uh, get to your shoes and everything. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. But, but, yeah, I... Think about the laundry you have to do and stuff. Yep. But I was in those, uh, or on those 30-foot uh, The, the digging and yep. climbing, the king of the hill yep. games. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. It would have been awesome. All right. Yep. Let's go back to the phone line. Call you're on with Andy with Mayor Pike. How are you? Hi. Would that be me? Yeah, that's you. Go ahead. Okay, sure. Hard to tell. Uh, listen, I'm a, I'm a mid-60s old guy that likes to ride his bicycle, uh-huh. and this call is just to thank uh, the mayor and all the people that work on those trail systems there. They're just wonderful. I ride about 1,200 miles a year, Ooh. and uh, Ooh, yeah, well, that's only in the summer because I'm a chicken when it's cold. But anyway, <laughs> I, the, the guys working out there, they clean those up and keep the, the foliage back and stuff. They're very responsive. If I stop and talk to them while they're working, they always take care of what I had in mind, and you know, there's a few patches uh, getting pretty rough out there, but overall, it, it's a great asset, I think. It keeps me fit and happy, and I appreciate it. 
You need to get out to the, uh, what's that called out there by Snow Canyon High School, the the bike park over yeah, there? Yeah, the, the Snake Hollow. Snake <laughs> Hollow, yeah. yeah. Go, go do some jumps. Yeah, that, yeah I, think, uh, I think that kind of stuff I'll leave up to the younger fellows. But anyway, I appreciate you and your team. Well, All you right. bet, and Thanks thank for the you. Call. You know, we have, you bet, and bye. We have about now, and hopefully he can still hear us, but we have around 50 miles of paved bike paths, walking mm-hmm. paths, and we've just, we're just finishing up uh, re, the reconstruction of one between uh, Mall Drive, or no, excuse me, Man of War Bridge in Bloomington going down towards Sun River. Uh, it's a great segment uh, that if it's not finished today, it will be any day now. Cool. It, it's, it's wonderful. They've lifted it up a little bit because it's down really close to the river. And so they've, they've raised it up, protected it a little bit better with better kind of you know, rock and what they call uh, gabion baskets that have rock in them to support it better. Hmm. Anyway, it's fantastic. I was just on it, checking it out on Saturday. Uh, and uh, the what we call affectionately the missing link that connects us to Washington. Uh, they're making great progress on that uh, piece that it's over It's over just behind Riverside Drive, you know, right along the river mm-hmm. near the Skimboard Park. That won't be finished till the end of the year because we have to get out of the river here because of what I just said. Yeah, the but, spawning and but, the mating. Yeah. But that's yeah. going to be good. And, Andy, when we get ready, we'll do a ride. And we'll, we'll Let's do it. Yeah, we'll do it with uh, Mayor Nielsen yeah. and with you and, and the community. Connect it all yep. together. We'll start, awesome. we'll start up in Washington somewhere and go to Sun River. How's that? That sounds perfect. Uh, well, we had one caller. I thought we were going to try to squeeze him in, but the, unfortunately kind of they hung up and we're down to our last 30 seconds. Anyway, Mayor, bottom line on coronavirus, everybody calm. Yeah, let's and, be calm, but let's yeah. be cautious. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's use those those common procedures and precautions that we've been taught all our lives. Wash your hands frequently and for at least 20 seconds with soap, preferably. Uh, the uh, um, antibacterial, you know, the alcohol-based uh, helps uh, the... Uh, the uh, but that's about you know again that's about all there is and just and just be careful and if you're sick stay home all right thanks man